from Practically Culture. The guys who brought you Logan's mini TV reviews. I'm your host, Logan Bow, podcasting from Brooklyn. And Bob's mini movie reviews. I'm joined by the one, the only Bob Caswell in the Bay Area. How are you, Bob? I'm great. How are you? Introducing a new mini podcast. Oh, hanging out. You know me. Nice. Practically Culture Homeland, a new mini podcast dedicated to recapping every episode of Homeland Season 3. It's our Homeland recap. Welcome, anyone who's found us from our main show, Practically Culture, where we have current movie reviews, mini reviews of TV and movies, and entertainment picks every weekend. And if you found this mini podcast first, we encourage you to check out our main show. Now on to Homeland. You know, I do enjoy when Homeland remembers it's a spy show, Bob. Elaborate plans that have to be changed on the fly, moving on incomplete information. Homeland does that well, and we got some of that this week. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I, it feels a little too little too late for me, but that's a negative way to start this. But I, I enjoyed what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> too little too late. Ouch. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, um... So, in this case, the plan is for Brody to get close to Akabari, the number two dude in Iran, and kill him so Javadi can move up. That's yeah. been Saul's plan from the beginning. To make it work, Carrie goes to Iran wearing a headdress and speaking French. By the way, she's looking awfully pregnant these days. Mm, yes. And uh, she meets Farah's uncle. I guess Farah came on board to some extent. I have a feeling I'm not entirely sure that Farah ever did really come on board. Right. I feel like... Carrie made it seem like she did to her uncle, but we didn't fully get that story, and it, it could be an interesting subplot, but there's enough going on that we may not ever quite get the resolve there, but who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so she gets a phone from uh, from the uncle, and that's how Carrie uh, calls Saul, who in the meantime has bullied Alain Bernard into getting Mossad on board and sending two agents to meet Carrie. It's funny how all this works out. Oh, it's perfect that we have a... Uh, an Israeli intelligence agent that Saul's really pissed at. Uh, and that's exactly who we need right now. Anyway. <laughs> so so uh, convenient. Yes. And, and let's make sure that they're uh, a little frustrated by the process. And, you know, it has to be believable that uh, it's not so easy to just sign them up for this. But after about like two minutes in the room with Carrie, who, you know, of course, has to be in Tehran, uh, which was a little confusing at the beginning. I'm like, everybody's speaking French. Is that... Pardon my naive approach to uh, Western yeah, or, or or Middle Eastern politics, but I guess French is the language, the universal language over there. Is, is the point, right, in Tehran? I guess. I mean, I didn't know that. Not that I'm a you know Iran expert or anything. But they also did the thing where they start in French. There, and there was a lot of French without any subtitles, which sometimes I think is cool, especially when it's just, you know, unimportant banter with like the hotel concierge and stuff like that right but then there's the thing where they start in french and they switch to english which i guess is a you know a tv convention i suppose but i guess yeah i wasn't quite sure what was going on there but i want to be sophisticated and worldly and and know that that's uh, relevant and the right way to do it so sounds great <laughs> <laughs> so uh javadi is called into an unexpected meeting with akbari about whether he trusts brody and javadi asks his superior to talk to brody himself akbari and this was another great little scene. They played up the tension here, making me wonder whether Javadi thought he would be discovered or not. And, and Javadi had to think quickly, think on his feet, and, and he came up with a, well, why don't you meet him yourself? <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little exchange. And, you know, I was proverbially on the edge of my seat through a lot of this episode, just seeing it play out in real time. And I appreciated that just to see how these characters were uh, going to make happen 
what's been in motion and, and the high stakes and in, in play for a long time because it's it's uh, it's a lot easier to think about it on paper or, or you know as Saul does it from the back office that, as compared to how it really plays out in real life, right? Yeah, the execution of that again is some of the stuff I like when Homeland is on its game, right? Um, and then he has some scary looking dudes get Carrie and bring him to Javadi. And uh, apparently Akbari is going somewhere, looks like, to talk to Brody in person. And Javadi says he doesn't care whether Brody gets out. That's optional. But, um, but killing Akbari is the plan, and he gets the Israeli device to him. <laughs> right, it's really important that uh, it's like an eye roll moment. It's an Israeli device. Fine, I guess that's how we're going to execute this plan. So annoying. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine working with the Americans to kill my uh, my supervisor and take his job, but does that have to be Israeli? Come on. Uh, <laughs> kind of anyway, the plan is to cause a distraction where Brody meets Akbari, uh, and then, of course, Carrie wants to get him out. But Akbari changes the location at the last minute to a public square, and the Israeli guys are annoyed they didn't know it was Brody, but they move the location, including the bomb, to the new place. But right as Brody's about to do it, Akbari bails, and Brody's led to a nearby house to meet Abu Nazir's widow, Nazri. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah. He keeps up the game, convinces her, and goes outside where everyone takes his picture and praises him, and he ends up having to ditch his poisoning device and the plan. I don't know. I felt like this was solid, but there was some lingering, you know, overcompensation almost. Like we kn- we we know that it wasn't going to go according to plan perfectly, but wow, for for you know our Iran leaders in this show to be so sophisticated to the point where they did exactly the right thing to to save themselves and and uh, move things along to their uh, advantage um, it that was impressive I guess from my perspective I didn't expect it but I felt like it was almost too much credit given to them for how to keep Brody on his toes for somebody who potentially needed to be vetted and, and wasn't fully on board yet let's just uh, get him in the room alone with this widow <laughs> that'll prove it yeah, yeah I was half expecting um, to find out that Javadi was running interference in a way that he hoped he wouldn't get detected or something, but yeah. just to, to mess with him a little bit because it was so perfect. Yeah, but uh, it turns out that it was just perfect. That's all there was to it. <laughs> <laughs> so Brody ends up being a propagandist in Iran, and the plan seems over. Senator Lockhart wants to take Brody out, but Carrie's not into that plan, obviously, even though Saul orders it anyway without her knowing. Um, and Carrie's as far as uncle to get a phone to Brody so she can talk to him, and she. She wants him to leave and run away with her. Is that is that uh, how you took it too? Is that Carrie's endgame here? Run away with Brody and have a happy little family where the CIA will never find them? Something like that. I was pretty confused with Carrie's involvement as I have been through a lot of this season because, for one, she's pretty pregnant now. We've established that, but she's still been able to hide it from everyone. And Quinn knows, but Quinn has chosen not to say anything about it, which is really going to put him in jeopardy. Um from a career perspective, because as soon as this comes out, like the right thing for Quinn to do for his career was to tell the, 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 you know, the people that are in the power there, the powers that be that Carrie's pregnant and it's a big deal. Um, but Quinn chooses not to do that. He continues to choose not to do that. And I'm not sure how believable that is that Quinn is just such a stand up guy that he's just going to do everything for Carrie's benefit rather than his own career. So that's, 
one of the first problems. The second problem is assuming that she can hide it and Quinn is hiding it with her, she's, she's needed independently of that to be in Tehran as the most important person to be there to watch this. I mean, it, it makes sense from, <laughs> from a writer's perspective, of course. But um, why is Carrie needed to be in Tehran again? Does, do you know? Because <laughs> um, she's trying to get him out. That's right. That's her part of the plan, right? Yeah, because that's what she does as a analyst. I I don't know. I'm just like okay. <laughs> oh, I thought she's really she's an agent, not just an analyst. Maybe okay. Um, she's gone through so much. She just got shot in the shoulder, but I guess she's recovered from that. And we did have another like six weeks later. You know, it's a type of movement which is twice in one season after two seasons of none of that. That was kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting um, because she certainly got a lot more pregnant, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. Uh, where was I? Um, anyway, Saul figures it out and yells at Carrie to come home. So what does she do instead? She warns Brody, like we just talked about. Uh, and Brody makes his way back to Nasri and she helps him get to Akbari this time. And Javadi tells the CIA all about this. Um and no one knows what Brody's going to do. Is he going to expose the operation? Follow through on the assassination? Well, it turns out he does both. <laughs> he tells Akbari about the CIA plan. And then he goes to the classic glass bowl and pillow combo. You know, that one-two punch. And he, uh, <laughs> That's a classic? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> then he calls Carrie. I killed him. Get me out of here. And we end. Dun, dun, dun. So it's I... on again, Bob. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's the season finale. I mean, I I was both excited and annoyed because it felt very, you know, almost monologue-y, like this is going to be a death sequence. I I I wasn't fully sure how Brody was going to follow through, but I was pretty sure that he was still on the CIA's side. Um and and the glass bowl I feel like I called it in my mind. I was like already looking on the desk, like, okay, which object <laughs> is it? And I totally nailed it. I'm like, it's got to be that glass bowl. And then when it happened, I'm like, yes, I guessed right. <laughs> uh, Do you think he's going to make it out? Yes, only because I know how he probably needs to be part of season four, but that's kind of a. Oh, lame. no, don't tell me that. <laughs> well, I don't know that. Know that. I just know it's been renewed for another season, but I haven't double checked to make sure he's, uh, you know, top billing, yeah. but. One can only assume, uh, but that's not fair. We should think about it as as uh, artistically and purely as possible. What should happen? Uh, he shouldn't make it out, to be honest, because that would be really amazing if he did. All right? So, who knows? Yeah, I sure hope not, at least. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to hit on before we go? Oh, I'm excited to see it wrap up. I think it's been a fine show. It's just it's just got big shoes to fill, and unfortunately, I'm solidifying my opinion that um, it's just another notch down as these seasons progress. One was the best. Two was still really good, but not quite as good as one, and probably the biggest dec- decline between two and three, although it's still uh, fun TV, and, and uh, I'm these are mild complaints, I suppose. It's, it's still pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm happy we're at least getting the adrenaline going again here, one episode before the finale. Right. Um, Homeland's remembering what kind of show it is, even if it gets a bit implausible at times. At least it's exciting. And one more episode to go. We'll see. Here we go. Listen to us on iTunes or PracticallyCulture.com. Also find us on Facebook. A mini-podcast from Practically Culture. 
Practically Culture Homeland.